0: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to part two of the Die by the Sword Christmas special. We hope you're enjoying this fun take on Dickens' uh, A Christmas Carol. If you want to play through this adventure with your own group, you can find it through Verge Games. Check them out at www.vergeboardgames.com. As always, we want to thank Ed and Gavin at Midnight Syndicate for the use of their incredible music. Find their stuff at www.midnightsyndicate.com. Also, thank you to Sword Coast Soundscapes for the awesome ambient sounds he creates. You can find his stuff at youtube.com slash swordcoast soundscapes. Most importantly, we want to thank you, the listeners. We love playing this game and we're so happy to be able to share it with you all. We are blown away by the number of countries that our listeners represent. We never imagined that our little show would reach so many people. We love hearing from you all, so please write in and tell us where you're from. Tell us about your favorite Christmas gift that you got this year or your favorite Christmas memory. If Christmas isn't your holiday, then feel free to share anything you like. We just want to get to know you, the listeners. Email us at diebytheswordpodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us individually via our social media accounts. You can find all those at our website, www.diebytheswordpodcast.com. From all of us here at the Die by the Sword podcast, we wish you a Merry Christmas, season's greetings, happy holidays, and a very happy new year. And now, here's part two of our adventure.
1: You got Dukes in there? Uh, oh no, it's a um, it's a restaurant, and I picked up one of their shirts, and you know, so apparently now I am a Duke.
0: Was that <laughs> was that from Hawaii? Yeah, it was a cool place to go to. The wasn't lava it, flow drink.
1: It wasn't a ginger ninja, but it was fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I did get a new nickname while I was in Hawaii. Ginger ninja?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's pretty funny.
0: All because of a drink that I ordered at a, a noodle place.
2: Oh, which noodle place do you go to?
0: It's called Star Noodle.
2: Oh, I heard that was really good.
0: It was delicious. It was
2: very good.
0: And there was a Thai place there that also had the best Thai food I think I've ever eaten in my life.
2: Oh, really? Huh? Yes. It's
0: called Thai, Thai Chef. Yeah, Thai Chef.
3: Thai food's rough on me. They use peanut oil and everything, and if I don't, you know take my antacid before I go it, it's rough.
4: Yeah, that could be a problem. Peanuts? Peanuts cause acid?
3: Yeah, and me it's weird. It's huh. I don't have an allergy, but if I have too much peanut anything, my indigestion starts going nuts.
0: Huh. Oh wow. Nuts.
4: <laughs> but a pea <laughs> isn't nice. neither a pea nor nut. <laughs> it's a legume.
3: It's like Wait, does it happen? does it happen with other legumes? No, it's the only thing I can think of.
1: Do we have like Lentil oil? Legumes? I don't know. What other legumes are there?
4: (laughs) Yeah, lentils, uh, beans uh, are uh, legumes. Did you guys get Eskimo candy, by the way?
0: No.
2: Oh my god, that place had the best... I mean, it's a a fish market slash restaurant, but they had the best poke hands Mm. down it ever had.
0: There was actually and quite a bit of places that were closed because of COVID.
2: Yeah. I do. a Chris went to Hawaii, Philip. I told him to try that place. And he said he got in the Uber and the Uber driver was just like, how do you know about this place? He's like, normally <laughs> tourists don't try to go there. He's like, normally it's kind of Islander thing. I was like, and he, Chris is like, well, a friend told me about it. And yeah. It, it, the place is amazing.
0: Hmm. Um, it was a fun trip. I highly recommend it. If you can go snorkeling and yeah. crater was awesome.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was, that was, that was badass. Yeah. Did you guys go around the backside?
0: No, we just went, well, I th- we took a boat around the backside, but we only snorkeled inside.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So we snorkel on the front side and then we went around the backside and they're like, go ahead and get in. If you want, it's going to be kind of rough, but it's fine. My God, that water. And you're like, you know, it's just a wall that goes like hundreds of feet down Mm -hmm. and it was just beautiful blue water and like on the on the wall was all the coral and stuff you couldn't get too close to it because it was so rough but then you saw all these like moorish idols and stuff like a like a school of them it was just amazingly beautiful i was like oh my god this place is bananas yeah
0: taking the boat over to molokini i was i didn't realize how clear the water was Mm -hmm. until I got in and I could, you know, I put my face in the water and I could see 150 feet down. Yeah. Like, Oh crap. (laughs) This is a lot deeper water than I thought it was. Yeah. And then did the whole snorkeling. Then I got, after we were done, I got on the boat and realized, Oh, I can see the fish in the water underneath me from the boat. (laughs) Yeah. And we see the jellyfish swim by too, which was really cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is John frozen for anybody else? Oh, there he is. No, he's not frozen. (laughs)
0: All right, we're I'm, ready to get back in. My lack of movement
1: is just me.
0: <laughs> he goes on to power save mode.
1: <laughs> I, I powered down, man. <laughs> uh, unless
0: you give him, unless you give him sugar and then he vibrates.
1: Yeah, that's reboot sequence.
0: <laughs> All right. So are you ready to continue on?
4: Uh, Yes, but I have a question before we go. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, maybe, Gianna, you can answer. So I do have the Song of Rest, which is 1d6 hit points of rest. Mm-hmm. Does, does that also replenish spells and stuff?
1: Uh, it does if you're able to have them, uh, depending on the time frame. It's, it's based off of the time frame. I'm an elf, so it does restore mine.
4: Okay. Well, if it's
1: four hours, I need—I only need four hours to do that.
4: Well, I, okay, but the song of rest is equal to four hours.
1: Well, it's one d six. You roll it.
4: I would see how many hours it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I, I guess I can do that on air, but um.
1: Yeah, and if you get four or higher, I get a, a spell back. Um, mm-hmm. I—what race are you? Me, yeah. human. Human. Uh, I don't think humans, I think humans need a full eight. But then why
4: would they give this to
1: me? But <laughs> if you, I guess it's to help.
0: If if you have that and you take a short rest on top of that, would you get it at that point?
4: Yes. Uh, well, we don't have four hours unless the next one is coming really late.
0: The rest that you're getting is the equivalent of a short rest.
1: Okay. Oh, so if you do that and you get at least four or higher, that's a full rest. So you would. Cool. But, I, I mean, I didn't
4: spend any spells.
1: Um, I, I spent one, so I'm... I'd get my Flaming Sphere back. Wow. Now I wish I had spent spells.
3: <laughs> there were a lot of uh, animals for me to charm in that last... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't see I them all mean- running around that, that classroom?
3: I also had a fog cloud that would have been useful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's hope for some reindeer for the next one.
3: Christmas <laughs> present.
0: That's why very- <laughs> so I
2: don't like spellcasters because I'm like, it's the old video game logic where I'm like, gotta save everything till the end,
0: and then you don't use it,
2: <laughs> and I don't use it exactly.
4: Yeah, my my spells are all you know, enhance ability or. Hold Person, which is, um, a, a, I'm assuming, a psychic, so that wouldn't have helped, and a Confusion, which probably wouldn't have helped, and mm-hmm. so. but it did have a Cure Wounds
3: I could have used. Yeah. I'm not complaining. My character is pretty martially proficient, I would assume. I don't know the, the benchmark for this system, but it seems to be working.
1: Oh, one other thing on flanking. Uh, most of the time, if there's a feat or uh, advantage given by a nearby uh, uh, ally, it's usually listed as such. Like an ally is uh, within five feet, then you would get a bonus uh, for that. But it usually so that
3: would be on the rogue sheet, then
1: probably it'd be, if it be if it's there, it'd be listed under feats.
3: Yeah, because I was thinking about my movement and if I could help the rogue, but I didn't know the rules off the top of my head to know how to help.
1: Yeah, the movement is uh, any direction in your, you, for the maximum of your speed. And you can also take it in increments. You can move, act, move.
0: Cool. Okay.
1: Oop.
0: All right. Time for a second break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> I
0: feel like it. All right. So getting back into it, as you take your rest for the evening still stuck in this bedroom with Scrooge. The fireplace begins to shake violently, and you're all awoken. Suddenly, a giant of a man wrapped in hunter's leathers and a green cloak somehow squeezes himself out of the chimney.
3: That's not what he looks like.
0: (laughs) He towers before the fireplace mantle so tall that he has to bend forward slightly to avoid poking through the roof. His face cracks into a smile that seems to take up the entire room as he turns towards Scrooge's bed. Scrooge bolts upright, staring slack-jawed at the giant. But how, how did you get in here? The giant's booming voice rattles the room as he speaks. Oh, excellent! You're up! There's little time, old Miser. He bounds to the bed and snatches Scrooge by the hand, yanking him toward the balcony. Oh, what, what's What's happening? Scrooge protests as he is literally dragged out of bed. Come, you should know by now, booms the giant. I am the spirit of Christmas present at your service, and we are headed to the sad home of the man in your sad employ, Bob Cratchit. The spirit speaks to Scrooge over his shoulder, but he looks right back at you. Hurry along now, or you'll be left behind. As he walks, the tail of his long green cloak stretches out behind him, covering the floor like a rug. He steps onto the balcony railing and grins into the night air. Hold tight now. And without another word, he jumps, dragging a terrified Scrooge with him. To follow hey. him, there would be an acrobatics check.
4: Okay, hey. before, before before that happens, um, dear, this is where we took our, our big rest, right? Or, well, a four-hour rest? Yes. Yes. Were we going to... I know that we're doing time, but um, I I wanted to grab the book, if I could have. It's on the
0: desk. You are incorporeal and cannot touch things in the room.
4: Okay, well then, never mind.
3: Even though we did physically enter the room.
1: Yes. Well, I guess we're going to have to uh, grab onto the cloak and get...
3: Yes. Uh, So it's an
1: acrobatics check?
0: Acrobatics check.
3: That's a seven. That's a fail.
0: Twenty-two. That's a pass. Thirteen. That's a pass. Twelve. That's a fail. And uh Every got a uh twenty-two. So those two of you who failed. Uh, You try to reach out and grab the cloak as he jumps, but you miss. However, your feet get kind of caught in the the cloak, so you are still falling with them, just not as gracefully.
3: I imagine since we missed, like, both of our heads knock against each other
0: (laughs) we're trying to reach for
3: it.
4: You both take one point of dum-dum damage. (laughs) (laughs) Dum-dum That'd be
3: wisdom damage, right?
0: Yes. Uh, So those of you who succeeded... You grab onto the cloak and hold on, riding along with the spirit toward the Cratchit house and take in an amazing view of the city as you go by.
1: Someone has to say yeehaw.
0: Right. (laughs) Those of you who failed, however, uh, make the ride upside down and get somewhat nauseated as you go.
3: face full of snow.
0: (laughs) And uh, uh, as the spirit flies over the town of Grace... Scrooge begins to panic and cry out in alarm as he holds tight to the spirit. The sight is absolutely breathtaking, as entire homes look like toys covered in snowflakes. Suddenly, the spirit dives down toward the street, and the wind and snow begin to blur your vision. You can barely distinguish Ebenezer crying out ahead of you, his robe, nightcap, and medallion flapping in the wind. You land with a thump. Some, Literally. and find yourself standing in a snowy street, a familiar street that you left earlier this evening. Before you is the large window to the Cratchit House. The warm glow emanating from its glass panes mark a stark contrast to the dim cold of the street.
3: Hey, hey, what if we're going to see ourselves in there? Uh,
4: I want to add something to that. The people that failed um, saw right up
3: Scrooge's rope. I mean, (laughs) it's possible. That would cause nausea right
0: there. <laughs> Old balls. But those of you who uh, who did fail, you'll also take uh, some bludgeoning damage from hitting the ground. Oh, uh, no. Ouch. You each take nine points of damage from hitting the ground.
3: Good thing I had nothing else to spend this money on except healing potions. <laughs> I need a lot of them here. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: after Everyone has dusted the, the snow off. Scrooge turns to the spirit and says, Why have you brought me here, spirit? The spirit does not respond, but merely bends down next to the window and peers inside. With an exaggerated humph, Scrooge draws closer to the glow. As he joins the spirit, the light inside begins to dim, hiding the scene from Scrooge's eyes. What's inside here? The the glass is fogged, he demands, and rubs his sleeve against the clear windowpane. There is a rumbling in the street, and something stirs in the snow. As you turn to look, three large skeletons begin to rise, each one laboring to stand under the weight of the pack that is strapped to its back. As they stand to their full height, snow falls off of them, revealing large black orbs spinning on top of their packs.
1: What? What? Yeah, this is this is wow. It looks pretty scary, actually. <laughs> so they're wearing back... The
4: skeleton's wearing backpacks with little black orbs circling them?
0: Black black orbs. Large. Name. Spinning on top of their packs. Give me a perception check.
3: Do they look like Mickey Mouse ears? No. <laughs> that's a seven on that perception. So not me.
4: And that's...
0: 24. 24 is enough. 19. L- looking carefully, you notice that these flickers of light streaming from the window each go to one of these black orbs. There's like a string connecting it. And so the flicker of light goes to this black orb, and the window pane darkens. And we're rolling for initiative.
4: Yay. Ooh. Wait, are these their skeletons? cratchit skeletons
0: they they are not large creatures um you
3: said large skeletons mm
0: -hmm. yes that the the skeletons are large but the cratchits are not large
4: oh Uh, that's good no the cratchits are large
3: and tiny tim is regular yes that is an impressive ghost of christmas present yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: okay Ruan, what was your initiative? Uh, sorry, 23. 23? Uh, Nassian. Uh, 18. 18. Dermot? 20. 20. Udalan? 21. 21. Alright, we are starting things off with Ruan.
3: Alrighty. Um, so, what is the mechanic by which I can determine what I know about these things. Would these be Arcana again since they're undead? Yes. Okay, well then I'm useless.
1: However... Uh, You could get a 20.
3: I didn't. I got a (laughs) (laughs) 6. So Ruan is just going to move north up to the uh, giant skeleton closest to him. Okay. And swing twice with his scimitar. That is a 15.
0: Uh, 15 hits.
3: Yay. Damage on that is not great. Six points. Okay. Second attack, natural 20. There you go. Hey.
0: So um, that's just double damage, right? Uh, you're using a Sumtar, slashing weapon. Uh, yeah, let's just go with double damage.
3: Okay. So that is 7 plus... <laughs> Rolled the garbage. Uh, 13 points total.
0: 13 points total.
3: And as he was approaching, he's sort of like uh, spinning a scimitar around in excitement. He says, all right, now we're talking.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, that brings us to Oodalon.
1: Okay, Oodalon is going to go ahead and do a firebolt to the one that Ruan just attacked. Okay. Not very good. That would be an eight. That is a miss. Whoops.
0: <laughs> Oopsie. Next up is Dermot.
4: Dermot is going to attempt um, the uh, the check. He's not very good at religion or arcana himself. Mm-hmm. But hey, why not? No. Five. You know nothing. Hmm. I don't. Guess um,
1: what
0: the wizard forgot. Oh, shit. The arcana check.
4: Where am I? Who is beside me? Every. All right. I'm going to reach down. Touch every. And I'm going to cast enhance ability. What does this do? This enhances his ability. Uh, Genius. So, yes. So I can touch a creature and bestow upon it magical enhancement. Um, I can choose bear's endurance. I can choose um, Bull strength. Cat. Bull strength. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do strength to this little guy. Okay. So. Um, Let me make sure.
0: I would. I would. I would go with um, Dex on this guy.
4: So cat's Grace? Yeah. So I'm gonna cast Cat's Grace on this guy, um, so the target has advantage on dexterity checks. Uh, it also doesn't take damage from uh, falling 20 feet or less. Um, yeah, if it's not in- incapacitated, but I, I don't think that's gonna be a problem. Cool.
0: So do I get like a boost to the dexterity,
4: or uh, you get advantage, so it's double rolls, right?
0: So if I the target has. If I attack uh, with dexterity, check, yeah. I get still get double rolls.
2: No, it's
4: a dexterity I mean, yeah. check. Oh, dexterity. This, this is not good. Then I don't want to use this.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, it'd be more like if he was going to do an acrobatic feat or something. Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because no. does the melee one give you advantage on attacks? Or you know
4: what? I'm reading through It's it's checks. It's all checks. Yeah, they're all okay oh these are so dumb why can't
3: they just be what i want them to be
2: <laughs> i know i have the same spell All i was looking at it I was like ah
4: this is kind of useful but not good.
3: here's the kill stuff spell right exactly that's what i
4: want but i ain't got none of that um i can't mock these things because they're undead i can't yeah this is oh. would invisibility help anybody <laughs>
0: I mean, you could cast Invisibility on every and you could get Stink Attack.
4: There you go. I'm going to do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out, reach down, and touch uh, this little guy right next to me, whose name I can never remember. I just want to call him Everybody. I'm going to reach down and touch Everybody and give him Invisibility. I mean,
0: every Everybody is close because it's Every Goody.
4: So, Every Goody, I'm going to give Invisibility.
0: Every Goody.
4: Back in Saint Ola,
0: (laughs) 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 with the flirking flirking.
1: Mm-hmm. I hate when my flirking gets (laughs) flirking.
0: Don't we all? All Alright, Well, he is invisible. Uh, He is blind visible. And uh, it is now Evry's turn. So he is going to move up to this guy. He's going to try this uh, check. Hey, you got a 19. Yay! Uh, So this is a towering skeleton wielding a great shovel. It is made of of a collection of bones, but where these bones come from is unimportant, so long as they are large enough to carry the pack that is strapped to this thing's back. This mysterious pack holds a black orb which hovers over the pack. The orb itself is made of black glass and spins freely above the pack. It draws light from any designated source. Uh, He would assume that this undead creature's power is actually sustained by this black orb above the pack and will collapse if the orb is ever destroyed.
4: So is he gonna, wait, I was gonna ask if he was gonna yell out, destroy the orbs, but if he does that, does it give away his invisibility?
0: Well, he's going to, from being invisible, he's going to fire his short bow. At the orb, do you still get sneak attack with a uh, a bow? Yeah,
2: okay, you should. Right,
0: and that is a twenty-three, which is enough to hit the orb. There's like twenty-three points of damage to this orb, which shatters, and that skeleton falls. And you notice that one of the panels that Scrooge was looking through is no longer dark. It lightens
3: up. Lighten up.
0: <laughs> so every will turn to everyone and says, Attack the orbs!
4: So since he attacked, he's not invisible
1: anymore, right? right? That is correct, yes. All right.
0: That will bring us to... Nasien.
1: All right. So...
2: So I think I'm going to move closer... away from the ones that every... the one that every just attacked... And down the alley or down the street towards the other two.
3: Directly in harm's way.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, directly in harm's way. And I guess he's going to use his sling and try to shoot the little orb on the one that's to his left. Okay. And that
0: is. 13. That is a miss. A sling and a miss. <laughs>
4: Get
0: it? All right. That brings us to these skeleton creatures' turns, and they're both going to move up to Nasien because you're the closest target. <laughs> and they will both. Well, I
2: gotta go.
0: <laughs> uh they're both going to, you know, slam their uh, great shovels at you.
1: You do not dig it.
0: Right. Uh, first one rolls a 23.
2: Miss. (laughs) No. That's totally a hit.
0: (laughs) And so the first one does... Uh, 13 points of damage. Ooh, okay. And the second one... Is a 19. That is a hit. Uh, does, uh, 22 points of damage.
3: Woof. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Alright. So that hurt? I'm gonna just say, ow? Yeah. yeah.
0: And that brings us to Ruan.
3: Um, so, Ruan is going to... So, what's the action economy for drawing a weapon?
1: Uh, there isn't. Um, it is an action to... Uh, if, if, the, if it's totally sheathed, it, it, it is an action to draw it. If you have it prepared, it's already ready to go.
3: Okay, so... Uh, with the orb information, Ron is going to move south 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet. He is still 10 feet away from the skeletons. He's going to drop his rapier, draw his longbow. And since I draw, set, used an action to draw, does that mean I still get to fire, or is that my whole action? Uh,
1: you, dropping the bow, or dropping this rapier and um, drawing the bow is, is your action. So okay.
3: Well, I'm
1: just uh, do you have a second attack? I do. Then you can use one attack.
3: Okay. Cool. I'm going to fire my longbow at the giant skeleton on my left. Oh, my hero! <laughs> uh, specifically at the orc. So that's a uh, 14 to hit. That is a miss. Okay.
0: That's better. All right. Brings us to Udalon.
1: Well, since Udolon whiffed the last time, he's going to uh, do magic missile this time at level two to get more darts. And so he's going to aim them all at the skeleton's orb to Nassian's left. 14
0: total. And the orb shatters, and that skeleton falls. It's got one skeleton left. And
4: that opens up another uh, light?
0: Yes, it does. And that brings us to Dermot.
4: Okay. I've got a spell that I think could help, but it might hurt people. Backing up, backing up. Uh, especially Nestlean, Nissan, Nissan Sentra. <laughs> He's almost dead, anyways. Oh,
3: it's gonna, uh, yeah. The, the spell that it I want to eat. Fair plus population. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well.
0: Are you gonna cast Fireball?
4: Uh, no, I was gonna cast Shatter. That's good. Shatter is a loud, sudden, ringing noise. Painfully intense, erupts from a point of... Oh, wait! Of my choice. Um, each creature within a 10-foot radius sphere on that point must make a constitution saving throw.
2: Oh, so you can maybe maybe get behind him where I'm not in it? Yes. Yeah.
4: yeah. I can move Dermot here. And uh, I'm going to cast Shatter on his little orb. So... I need you to make a constitution saving throw
1: for the aura. Yeah.
0: Considering it's a, an inanimate object, it doesn't have a constitution score.
4: Ah, so, okay. Well, this is going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Th- this, th- this may hurt. Um, one. Eight. Well, it oh, didn't hurt. Ten. 10 points of thunder damage.
0: And the orb shatters, and the third one falls.
1: Yay! Alrighty!
0: After the third orb is broken, the third skeleton falls. And the window is completely lit up now. Scrooge can see inside. Scrooge backs away from the light of the window with quiet concern carved into his worn face. Spirit! What is is wrong with the boy? His health looks... Poorly. He rubs his old hands together. It's a terrible thing to have to face the end so soon. Scrooge turns away and searches for the imposing giant, but finds himself alone. He staggers away into the street, glancing back over his shoulder. Scrooge wanders through the streets, pausing at the square's fountain and its broken angel. I've always meant to have that fixed, he mutters to no one. As he walks through his hometown, Scrooge begins to notice how dilapidated the buildings have become. After some time, you follow Scrooge back to the front gate of his manor. It stands open, the guardhouse quiet, but Ebenezer is too deep in thought to notice. He heads inside and climbs the steps to the entry hall. But he is not alone. Now we're here. Are we? yeah, we're yeah. Uh, you know
4: what? I am uh kind of glad that it doesn't follow exactly the
3: story cuz I was not ready to have those creepy children under his robe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh that ghost of Christmas present you had up there was a giga chad.
2: <laughs> Wait, guys, is this a Christmas carol? <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding.
3: laughs> yes, it's Deck the Halls. <laughs>
0: Deck the halls with
3: bows of holly. So, this isn't the Bill Murray one. I mean, it, <laughs> i love that one.
0: It is now. Uh,
3: it is now. Uh,
4: no, because that poor homeless man, he's frozen under the street. That was so mm. sad. Yeah.
3: Well, that just means Bill Murray gets to relive Christmas over and over again until he gets it right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you're mixing your metaphors. Oh,
1: I think God. he's right.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like Christmas Groundhog Day.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Final boss in that movie is the marshmallow man.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> he, you dip oh. him in chocolate to win.
0: Or I thought it was Zool. Ah, right. anyway.
1: <clears throat> Zool Tide greetings, you guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're quick, Philip, you're quick.
0: That should be uh, a shirt somewhere if it's not already.
2: <laughs> it should be. <laughs> Oh, ugly Christmas sweater! Here I come. Right. <laughs> anyway. In fact, cut this cut this part out.
3: <laughs> it's going
1: up the We're monetizing this now. Yeah. <laughs> there was only Christmas. Zul Tide Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> New Die by the Sword T-shirt idea.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which I don't know if you've seen Richard, but there's another shirt out now. No, I hadn't. It's just it's all the character names of all the player characters.
3: Oh, nice! That's exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: So now we have two shirts. Yay. We're trying to come up with more
3: ideas. (laughs) It's harder than you think. It is.
0: Anyway, continuing on. The despondent Scrooge gasps as he looks up to find a figure cloaked in black. "How, How did you get... Scrooge's words trail off as he notices the bony hand poking out from the robes. The air itself goes silent before this figure as even the wind dies as it draws too close. Leaving nothing of life behind, he gulps. Why, are you the final spirit? That of Christmas future? The cloaked figure nods wordlessly. Am, um, am I to follow? Scrooge gulps. Am I to follow you? The figure nods again, raising his skeletal hand to point beyond Scrooge. Ebenezer turns and looks out over the town of Grace and finds it dead. What was once a hamlet nuzzled into the snow has turned into a cold, pitiless grave. Doors lie torn from their frames and windows are smashed in. The buildings are husks strewn across the land like skulls half-buried in snow. Above it all, the perpetually overcast sky is a dull, angry red. As if just beyond the clouds, the sky burns. Scrooge cries, I, I did not mean for this. I just, my body aches. I, I, I can feel myself growing old, but but I, I, I didn't want this. The spirit turns and leads the way into the manor. Now lit with torches that burn a terrible red. One of the pedestals displays a purple book. The words scrawled on its cover seem alive in the hellish light. As you enter the main hall, a tall, thin shape comes floating towards you from the far hallway. It steps forward into the light, its face emaciated, like there is barely enough skin to cover the bone beneath. Ebenezer gives out a sickening groan as he recognizes his own visage twisted into something wretchedly inhuman. Spirit, he cries out, I I am not the man I was. I, I will not become this, 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 this monster. He turns to clutch at the spirit, but it's gone. Scrooge's future self floats forward like a lifeless corpse, moving as if a puppet controlled by an evil hand, but then pauses. Its milky eyes turn and seem to search the room with a vision it should not have. Finally, it raises one bony hand and with a sharp motion cuts through the air. You feel something tear within you, like a curtain ripped violently from a window. And you look up to see the dead eyes of the lich staring right back at you, its lipless mouth cracked into a hideous smile. And we're rolling for initiative.
3: So he looks up to us, we're just all standing in a line waving, hi.
1: It's <laughs>
3: Cohen. Okay.
1: Hey Lich, how you doing?
2: Lich, please.
0: <laughs> move, Lich. Get out the
2: <laughs> way. Two new shirts. There we go, right there. Lich, please, and
0: move on. Lich. get out the way. I like how you're all just lined up. They're perfect for a dragon to come in at any moment. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who did that. <laughs> <laughs> Quick Dragon Scatter! <laughs> Alright, Ruan, what is your initiative? I rolled poorly this time. I rolled an 8. 8. Oodalon. I got an 18. team Dermot. 7. 7. Nasian.
2: 16.
0: And every got a 24. All right, so we are starting things off with Avery. Can't do a lot, but he's going to move up and fire his shortbow. That is a 15, which misses. Bummer, dude. Okay, that brings us to Oodalon.
1: Okay, I'm going to try my firebolt again. That's a bad one That gives me a 24. That's a hit. Yay. For six points of uh, fire damage.
0: Six points of fire damage.
3: Tell us anything about this.
1: Can I do an Arcana check? Yes, you can. You're welcome.
3: Thank you. I needed
1: that reminder. Uh, Unfortunately, I rolled a twelve. Okay.
0: You don't know a lot, but you know it's a lich. (laughs) Don't
1: let the lich eat you. (laughs) I will turn you into a vampire or something. I read that wrong. I guess. Six, uh, it's 14. Does that help? No, a little
0: bit more. Hmm. You know, he's a legendary lich.
1: Even uh, worse. <laughs>
0: he's got some legendary actions he can do. You you know, it's safe to assume that this lich follows the same path as most liches and that they are wizards that try to avoid death by turning to necromancy. Um, and you know, most of them find a way to become a lich by have some, having some sort of link to their humanity which is what they call their phylactery and that a lich cannot be destroyed as long as its phylactery still exists
1: uh okay I will yeah we need to find its phylactery its linked to being human
3: well, you see what around here what does it look like
0: different for different liches That's helpful. Legends, (laughs) pretentious.
3: Are you saying it sewed onto it somewhere?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody's joking now. (laughs) 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 Um, gonna do a perception roll. Do I see anything that looks like a link? Uh, Unfortunately, that would be a three. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, you see the floor hmm.
1: okay uh, anybody got to spell magic <laughs>
3: impact someone dead I do
2: but I have to know what I'm casting it on
3: right yes yes
2: we have to figure it out
0: well that so happens to be Nassian's turn
2: can I do a perception check to see if I can determine the phylactery or is that not sure okay That is a
0: 13. 13? Uh, You look around the room, you don't really see too much, but you do notice that one thing that's here that wasn't before is that that purple book is sitting on one of the tables at the north side of the room. Oh, so it's pretty
2: far away, okay. So, okay, so. Ignatian is going to move 5, 10, 15 20 He's going to move up closer, still not super close to the Lich, but within sight of the book and he's going to cast on the book Dispel Magic Okay And so um, any spell, third level or lower, ends uh, for fourth or higher, they make an ability check using the spell casting ability this equals ten plus the spell's level.
0: So you cast the spell magic on this book of necromancy, and the book is basically destroyed by the spell. And the lich turns to look at you, laughing maniacally. Ah, <laughs> uh, the book is not the phylactery. <laughs> And he leans over as he's laughing, and as he does so, you notice the medallion around his neck is the same that Scrooge has around his neck.
2: Oh. Hey, man. It's like the medallion's like the phylactery guys. So, uh, let's all try to do something about that.
0: And it is now Scrooge Lich's turn. At the start of his turn, you notice that the wounds that he has from Udalon's spell heal. And he is completely repaired. After he repairs himself, he points out a bony finger toward Evry. And this thin green ray springs from his his finger toward Evry.
3: Evry's dead. Evry
0: needs to make a dexterity save. Really, that's when I roll the four. <laughs> uh, so that is a 11 on his save. Oops. Which is a fail. Uh, so every is hit with a Disintegrate spell.
4: Oh no! Uh,
0: the, on a failed save, the target takes 10d6 plus 40 damage.
4: He's dead. Well, he's just—he's dead.
0: I'm just gonna use a you know a r- calculator to roll this just to see what the number ends up being because I don't I don't have ten d sixes to roll right now.
3: It's a lot. You can roll one one at a time.
0: I could, but really that cool. would take a really long time. Do it in the chat. Oh yeah, oh, that's fair. Yeah, and then everybody can see what I roll. Okay.
3: That's the appropriate that to be making. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it really is. Goo.
0: Wow. Um he did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he fried. 87? So he's fried.
0: 80. Yeah. Considering he had fifty-two hit points.
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. So your your rogue disintegrates.
4: Well, we got we, we he's picked all the locks that we needed, really.
1: John, is he dead? Is he like permadead? Uh it's if it's twice his his uh thing is fifty-two. He's not yeah. permadead.
0: Uh-oh. Well, I mean, the spell says if the damage reduces the target to zero hit points, it is disintegrated.
1: Oh, well, yeah. If he has no body, yeah, he's <laughs> dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he is, um, everything that he is wearing or carrying except magic items are reduced to a pile of fine gray dust. He can be restored to life only by means of a true resurrection or wish spell.
3: Yeah, I got that. Ow. I left that in your pants. Yep.
0: Right. That one hurt. So I can take him off the uh, initiative list. Anyway, it's Ruan's turn.
3: So so Ruan he says, Well guys, I figured it out. The Lich is actually uh, present-day Scrooge. We need to kill this Scrooge to defend of- him <laughs> All this has been the <laughs> <laughs> <for> the kill Scrooge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've got this time travel thing figured out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, you! get your damn hands off her.
3: (laughs) So he he swings his scimitar at Living Scrooge, but he actually hits the uh, medallion that Living Scrooge is wearing. Does that do anything interesting, Gary?
0: You swing and you realize that you are still incorporeal. And so it does not affect anything on Living Scrooge. The interesting thing though is now, living Scrooge can see you. Well, hi there. <laughs> what? Who how did you get here? Are you are you another spirit? I was only told I'd be visited by three.
3: Uh with uh, the b team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why how do how do I stop this 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 evil version of me?
3: Uh is it ever anywhere? Could you uh break that? Just, just real quick.
0: But if if I do, it it would end my life as well.
3: And yours. Well that,
0: what are you that, that's about? yes. I, I I'm 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 linked to this.
3: Why are you really now? Come on, I don't believe that. But,
0: but I I I truly am. I uh, give me a persuasion check to convince him to break the medallion. I have a negative one in there, <laughs> and I rolled a natural two. <laughs> so y- you're not convincing him right now.
3: <laughs> Come on, just make the sacrifice for the greater good. We just need to ter- prevent you from turning into a lich. What this?
0: But if I if I do this, I I would I would truly die.
3: Yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> He's not buying it. <laughs>
0: who, who, who do you speak to? It's who do you speak to? Who do you the other speak to?
3: No, way. we're going to try to figure this out.
0: And, and as you bring notice of the other group in your party, uh, he is able to see them as well. Ah! More spirits! Four Four more spirits! Oh, hey, dude. And, and a pile of dust.
3: Sad story, that.
0: The dust kind of
1: waves at him. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Scrooge.
0: Uh, Alright. So that'll be it for. Anything else for Ruan? Or was his Uh, attack at the. Alright. That brings us to Dermot. Dermot.
4: After seeing uh, Nissan Sentra ca- cast the dispel magic, he's going to cast the spell magic. Um, he's going to cast the spell magic on the amulet around Scrooge's neck. Okay. Yeah, buddy. So, what do I have to do again?
0: Uh, it, it's based on the level of the spell. The spell. It is level three. But you do notice as you go to cast the spell that it has zero effect on the medallion. Gotta destroy it. Give me an insight check on that after you do it. Alright.
4: That is a 17.
0: After casting the spell, you know that it was perfectly targeted, a perfectly good spell, but you get the the feeling that Ebenezer is the only one who can destroy. Well, uh, I'm gonna say...
4: Mr. <laughs> Mr. Scrooge, you you have you have to destroy it. It may cost your life, but you're saving so many others.
0: Give me a persuasion check.
4: Okay. Oh, like, okay, good. I get advantage on persuasion. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. Eight plus. Twenty-three.
0: Twenty-three. All right. With that, Ebenezer stares at the Lich, and then with a sob of regret, he grips the medallion to to rip it in half. The Lich realizes what is about to happen and hurls itself towards Scrooge, but a sudden snap breaks the medallion, and Scrooge collapses. The Lich breaks in half, mirroring the medallion. As the Lich's body collides with the hard floor, smoke billows out, pressing back the red light and signaling the end of this future. When the smoke clears, you stand in the dark entry hall of the manor. Pale moonlight streams through the window and rests upon Scrooge's body at your feet. The silence is interrupted by footsteps from the far hallway. The creature steps out from the shadows and stands before you his too-perfect face etched in fury. You have ruined something decades in the making. He whispers with a voice of deepest contempt. I will have to settle for the soul that is due. And he takes a step forward toward the body of Scrooge on the floor.
3: We, uh, we stop him from doing that. (laughs) We say, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Yeah, totally.
0: This creature looks... Surprised that you would even try to stop him. And he goes to basically destroy each of you. And as he rears back, suddenly the massive front doors fly open and a flurry of snow heralds a strong elderly man with a white beard. His eyes dance like the snowflakes around him and he holds a small smile in the corners of his lips. It's the physician His voice echoes through the hallway. Ho, ho, ho. A soul is yours by right, but for now, it is my right to grant the redeemed rebirth. The creature seems shocked, but manages to glare at the elderly man. His soul was as black as they come. The elderly man raises a hand to one ear and leans forward. I'm sorry, did you say... was? Did he ask for forgiveness? Did he wish to change? The creature goes still and fumes as he realizes his mistake. The elderly man merely taps his chin and hums. Hmm, if only we had someone here who could testify to it. Uh, someone who could bear witness for him. Oh, how convenient. Perhaps uh, you all could help settle this. Uh, tell me, what, what do you say? H- has Scrooge been redeemed?
3: You know, we have, yep. we have a lot to say, but uh, there's a pile of dust over in the corner. Um, he might have, if, if you could help out with that. Also, yes.
1: Uh, yes, truly, he, re- he redeemed himself. He acted to save his beloved town.
2: Yeah, he's like, totally selfish, man. And he's like, it's pretty
1: great. Well,
0: then that's enough for me. His smile vanishes as the elder's eyes harden, and he commands in a voice of complete and utter authority to the creature. Now leave! A sudden gust bellows through the front door, filling the hall. Snow and wind fly towards you and the elderly man, but somehow bend and shift around you, barely even ruffling your clothes. The wind does not bend for the creature, however, as his hands turn into claws as he desperately scratches for purchase against the the driving gale. His fingers dig furrows into the stone, but it isn't enough. In a blink, he is flung back into the shadows and is gone. The wind continues howling and picks up the dust on the ground that used to be Evry. And the next thing you know, Evry is standing beside you once again. Soon, all you can see or hear is the all-enveloping snowstorm. Then the howling stops. As the blinding white fades, you open your eyes and realize it isn't snow anymore. Merely the bright light of a new morning pouring in through the windows. You stand in the entry hall, which looks just as it did when you first stepped foot inside minutes before midnight. Suddenly, a voice cries out from above, Merry Christmas! There's the sound of feet rushing down the stairs, followed by someone clearly slipping and sliding down the last few steps. There's barely a pause and a quick woof before footsteps resume. Scrooge comes rushing down onto the balcony in his robes and nightcap, carrying a jingling box under one arm, his medallion noticeably missing. He stares around this entry hall as if seeing it for the first time. He glances down at you and cries out, Merry Christmas! Wait. How did you get in here? No who cares? Uh, He laughs with a wave of his hand. It's Christmas. He rushes down the stairs and takes his coat and a large sack from the closet. I've so much to do and so little time. Uh, Tell me, uh, are you available for hire? I I do pay well. Sir perfect. Good. You can you can start with carrying this. He tosses the jingling box and sack at you without a second thought and throws on his coat. Scrooge takes you on a journey through grace, wishing Merry Christmas to many very confused townsfolk. And no time he has completed a whirlwind tour of the town. His sack is crammed with gifts and food, and the box of coins is half as heavy as it was at first. Before you know it, you find yourself standing once again outside the Cratchits' house. Thank you for all your help, but I can take it from here. He throws the sack, stuffed to bursting, over his shoulder, glances at the box containing the remaining gold from his spending spree, and waves a hand. Ah, just keep it. He places his hand on the doorknob and scrunches up his face in an imitation of the scowl he used to wear. Oh, oh, wait, he says, his mask replaced with a full and grateful smile. Merry Christmas to you. He puts his false face back on and rushes through the door. You watch through the frosted window as he goes in, muttering under his breath like the the clutching, covetous old sinner he used to be. But it doesn't last long. Soon, he cannot keep up with the charade, and he starts giving away everything he can. You see him vigorously shake Bob Cratchit's hand and make the many promises to him about both his future and his son's health. Soon, you feel a warmth radiate from the window that has nothing to do with the hearth. As you watch, it flows over and through you, and you cannot imagine ever being cold again. With a start, you realize you're not alone. The elderly man is standing beside you, smiling at the scene. You have done a great thing here, he says. Such good is rare and precious. The echo of your deeds will be felt throughout grace, though they will never know it was you. But I will know, and I will remember. The wind blows, the snow flurries, the elderly man is gone, and from inside you hear a tiny voice say, God bless us, everyone.
3: Hey! Yay! Hey, hey.
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!
3: Merry Christmas!
0: Merry
1: Christmas, everyone.
2: Or happy holidays, whatever you guys like, whatever, whatever you're do. Happy Hanukkah,
3: happy Yule.